Welcome to South Haven Business Beat, exploring business from the top of Mississippi. Business and community leaders talk with us to provide invaluable resources to aid the business community. And now here's your host, Aaron Kozort. Hello and welcome to another South Haven Business Beat. We're here today with Jeff Jones and we're going to talk about leadership and growing as a leader. Jeff, tell me a little bit about yourself. I uh, grew up in Memphis, um, graduated from the University of Memphis, then uh, graduate school in Texas, worked away up until uh, 2014 and moved back here at Christmas of 2014 and been back in the area ever since. So where, uh, as, as you graduated from college, where did life take you in the business world? I graduated uh, with a uh, degree in business management and pretty much helped nonprofits run the business side of what it was that they were trying to accomplish. Spent 30 something years in that role and uh, 15 of those years, almost 15 of those years was with the same organization uh, it wasn't my title, but I basically functioned as the CFO and COO of the organization and in many ways a CEO as well, even though I had a boss. <clears throat> so I have um, managed employees and volunteers, budgets, facilities, technology, built a facility, relocated to that facility. Uh, just a lot of different experience there. Uh, my, both my parents own their own businesses. I owned a lawn care and landscaping business back in college days. I understand what it's like to either own your own business or run an organization or manage a team within an organization. And I just want to spend the, the remaining years of my work life that I have left of being able to help other folks uh, avoid some of the pitfalls that I wish somebody had helped me avoid. You know, pit, pitfalls are, uh, uh, are a special place in life where uh, if you know they're coming and somebody says, hey, that's in the way. You know, it's kind of like that that dip sign that's there on the road. You, if you know it's coming, you can at least prepare for it. You can slow down. You can do a lot of different things. So as you were looking at uh, your career path and as you were looking at what you wanted to spend your time doing, you brought forward this idea of refining leaders. Tell yeah. me, tell me a little <clears throat> bit about refining leaders. I uh, I got a real estate license uh, back in 2017. In the last couple of years have been, uh, the last four years have been a mentor for new agents with our brokerage and just helping new agents not in our brokerage, just navigate what that's like. Too many of them get in the business and think, oh, I'm good at sales. That's what I'm going to do. Uh, they don't understand that it's a business right. and it's more than just getting a client, helping them close on a property, selling or buying, residential, commercial, whatever. Uh, there's a whole lot more to it than that. And so I spend a lot of time helping them navigate what their business looks like, what right. they want to accomplish. Right. Um, and those pitfalls, we learn in those pitfalls. Mm -hmm. um, but part of having a coach or a mentor uh, or a, a consultant come in and help you out is to uh, speed up that learning process. Yes. 
that you can condense down. It's not going to take you 40 years to learn all the stuff I've learned. I can help you learn that in, you know, in a few months right. or a year or right. two, coaching, mentoring, right. whatever. Uh, and that's what I want to do. Uh, sure. I just I love seeing the light bulb come on in somebody's eyes. Mm-hmm. And uh, you mentioned a dip in the road. Uh, the road I live on, some work was done, and now there's a pretty significant dip in an area. And I, as long as there's no oncoming traffic, I'll move into the other lane to avoid the dip. You <laughs> know, right. I'll know that's it's right. there. You that's know, right. sometimes I can't avoid it, uh, and that's that's what I want to really help. Not just real estate agents and theirs, but other business leaders. And being a member of the South Haven Chamber puts me in touch with a lot of different business owners, business leaders that they help run the company or they're in middle leadership. Mm-hmm. But there's stuff that still keeps them up at night right. that's not that they've hit some kind of barrier that they're not able to get beyond right. that's going to help them move that business or their leadership forward faster. So as you look at um, the, both the scenarios you've dealt with in the past and, and your own experience, what tends to be some of the uh, most pronounced issues that, that arise for leaders? If we're looking in a business world, uh, cash. <laughs> it, it's making money. And depending on whether it's a great economy or a weak economy, you know, people talk about at this point in time when we're recording this, are we going into a recession? Are we in a recession? And when you look at... Uh, business growth over the last hundred years or so, uh, more millionaires get made in depression and, and right. recession times than others. So it's you have to manage that cash. It's not just about the cash flow. Right. If you don't have it, you don't stay in business. Right. But it can't just be about that. Right. Cash is one of those. So how do you get more cash in the business? Well, that's more sales, more clients, more leads. Well, how do you do that? Well, it's a marketing message. It's mm-hmm. it's what services or products do you provide? Mm-hmm. Is it what they actually need? Uh, there's all kinds of things that go into what that looks like. And uh, I may not be an expert in that particular industry, but it's, it's pretty common across all the industries. Sure. So how do we generate more business mm-hmm. to make the business stay in business longer? Hopefully, you provide a serve that business provides a service or a product that's beneficial to society, and it's not just about Cash. you, the owner, <laughs> making money that's and right. you know going and spending vacations all right. you know all the right. place. Uh, but it's it's about adding value to society. Helping somebody buy a house isn't about uh, a large professional services fee that I or the brokerage may get. It's about them building equity and building net worth. Um, for their business, for themselves and for their family. Same thing with the business. Hopefully, whether you're selling clothes or food or cards, mm-hmm. it's for benefit and value to somebody. So cash is one of those that's common in pretty much every industry. And communication is also. Uh, whether it's 100 employees, two employees, a business partner, uh, other uh, affiliated businesses that you need to work with, it's that communication it's going to be a breakdown. And if you can't communicate with your client or potential client, there's a breakdown there. Well, there's going to be a breakdown in the cash. Right. So there's some common things. And I look at it kind of like your doctor. Your doctor wants to make sure your blood pressure is about right, your uh, heart rate's about right, your oxygen, your temperature. There's a few things there. But beyond that, it's specific to whatever issues you're dealing with. Sure. Same thing in refining leaders. It's there's a few key things that we want to make sure that we accomplish and we work through, but it really is about 
finding out what it is that you need that's keeping you awake at night, what barriers you need to cross. We'll deal with some of these specific things, but we might uncover something different that I've never seen anywhere else before, right. and we'll help you navigate through that. So you've mentioned a couple of different times awake at night. As, as a business owner and as, individual, as an individual who deals with business owners quite often, uh, one of the biggest things that business owners have to deal with is the stress of making sure that it all works. Because at the end <laughs> of the day, uh, you know, the employees uh, have their job, but the business owner has to make sure that the business continues to exist in order for those jobs to continue to exist. Tell me a little bit about how you work with business owners and, and leaders, because the same thing applies to leaders even in a, a non-business owner environment. How you work with leaders to deal with and manage stress? <laughs> that I mean, that is a big one. And, and my elevator speech is, I help business owners or leaders like you stress less, accomplish more, so that you don't lose your job, your health, or your family. You get to enjoy life, and you get to experience the success that you desire and deserve. So that managing stress is part of that. Mm -hmm. For me... Personally, and what I try to help uh, leaders do is a start to their day ha ha or a restart during the day, whatever that stress may be. Mm -hmm. So I, I have a training that I take them through about starting your day. And that's, you know, we're not going to go to the whole thing here, but part of that is just being still. I don't know what spiritual background people come from. Right. I come from a faith in Jesus Christ. It doesn't have to be that. Uh, but when we talk about that from a Christian perspective, we talk about having a quiet time. Mm -hmm. Well, even f people who aren't believers in Christ and psychologists and sociologists and business coaches talk about the benefit of just being still and quiet. Mm -hmm. Having I, I heard a, a podcast this week was talking about having a silent walk. Mm -hmm. Don't listen to any podcasts. Don't play any music. Just clear your head. Get out and walk for 15 minutes. So I helped that business leader figure out what helps them calm? Mm -hmm. I don't smoke or drink. For me, my smoke break and my margarita drink is getting a hook wet in the acre and a half pond outside my back door. <laughs> you know, that's, I, I tell my wife, I'm going to get a hook wet. <laughs> my office is at home when I need to take a break. When I need to de-stress, I go get a hook wet. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the organizations I've recently worked with, uh, we discovered what creates tension and stress for them. Sometimes it's because the work requires them to do some things that are outside of how they really want to behave. Mm -hmm. So my, my, what I told them, as I said, then you need to plan at 2 o'clock to go to Sonic or wherever and get your favorite drink. Mm -hmm. Something to recharge. Mm -hmm. So managing stress is knowing what's going to cause that stress for you, and everybody's unique and different. Right. And how can you manage that and de-stress to refocus what it is you're trying to accomplish. Right. And don't avoid the stuff that you have to do that you don't enjoy doing. Just know that when you do those, you're going to have to plan sometime after that to get recharged to not move on, continue to be moved stressed because then you're going to make poor decisions. Right. You know, one of, one of the things you think about um, and, and quite often as a case is when people uh, sense that they're getting stressed, they often shut down. They often procrastinate. Uh, and as leaders, we rarely have that luxury of just going. You know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna take it easy uh, for a, uh, a significant amount of time, or I'm just gonna procrastinate on that thing. Well, that thing may be 
something the IRS said you're going to have by <laughs> tomorrow. So you don't get to procrast, procrastinate on that. But if you learn to deal with that stress, if you learn to handle the stress instead of the stress handling you, then you have that out that avenue and that outlet to be able to, to continue to step forward. Yeah. Um, if you look at uh, the majority of the people that you work with, do you work primarily with new business owners, established uh, and new leaders, established business owners and leaders? What, where is the area that you really see the, the biggest impact? My sweet spot is going to be those who've probably been in business for less than five years, still trying to figure some stuff out. Uh, because, um, I mean, I can work with them at any point in there. We can jump in wherever they are. I like to go back to what does success look like for you? Mm -hmm. I can't define success for you. Is that a certain amount of money? Is it a certain amount of time? Is it freedom? Is it adult toys, the boats, the RVs, right. the, you know, those right. type things? What does success look like to you? And I can't, nobody can tell you that that's wrong. It's right. your definition of success. Right. Because if you're working 60, 70, 80 hours a week building your own business or, or working in a top level leadership for somebody else's business, if you're doing those things and you don't know what you're working for, why? Right. You know, what, what is that? Right. And many people start their own businesses, not necessarily for the financial freedom, but it's the schedule freedom. I, right. can, contr I can control what I want to do, you know. Sure. Uh, but what does that look like for you? And I like doing that. And sometimes people who have been in business for more than five years and successful still don't know what that is for them. And they may have hit a roadblock that they just can't get beyond that next barrier. And it might have to do with that whole mindset of why... Why did you become a realtor? Why did you become a veterinarian? Why, you know, what is it? And so I like helping them think through that. It's kind of like building your own dream home. Mm -hmm. You've got to have a foundation. And for me, part of that foundation is in, even before you lay that foundation, it's the dream of why do you, what do you want in this home? Why do you want this home? Right. What's it, what's right. it going to accomplish for right. you? So what does that look like? And I like helping leaders identify that so that they know what to build around it to generate that's what they define as success. Absolutely. It, you know, you, you, in a lot of uh, scenarios, you, you find individuals talking about their why. And, mm -hmm. and that's, that's very much you know, where you're helping people draw to uh, their why and defining that in such a way that it build, everything else builds out mm -hmm. from that. Um, when you are working with a leader specifically, or even a business owner, and you're you're in that environment, how often do you find that relationships and personalities are part of the issue in figuring out how to overcome differences in personalities and relationships? That typically is an issue in that working environment, uh, and it could be with coworkers or affiliated business vendors that help you with your business. Mm -hmm. you, just, you just don't connect for whatever reason. Inside the organization, one of the tools I like to use is a disk profile that has a team element to it to show the behavioral preferences of everybody on the team to know where they are. This particular profile that I use also identifies uh, communication tools, the way you want to be communicated to and the way you don't want to be communicated to. And it helps you 
understand how to communicate to the other people on your team based on where they are on that behavior profile. Right. And we navigate through that so you can implement some of those tools to avoid some of those communication issues. You mentioned stress earlier. For me, high stress that I don't manage very well, I tend to be an easy go, easygoing person, you know, most of the time. But growing up with a quick temper and knowing it can get there, and on that DISC profile, I tend to focus, behave more toward accomplishing a task than I do relating to people. Mm-hmm. So when I get extremely task-driven, or I'm stressed about a deadline or content or whatever, I know that my relationships with others, I can get short in my conversation. Right. I'm not mad at them and I'm not mean, but it comes across that way. Right. And they didn't do anything. And they're wondering, what did he do? To, what did I do for him to bite my head off? And I had a coworker that said, I think you could handle going to a counselor, helping you navigate that. So, you know, I have what I call a relationship coach several years ago that helped me become a kinder, gentler Jeff. So I bring a lot of that to the table of being able to help navigate that communication issues and recognizing that just because we work together doesn't mean that you've always got to flex to communicate the way I want to be communicated to. Right. I got to know what's best for you and I've got to be open to making that happen so that you like what's going on and we get along together. Absolutely. Take a break. We're going to take uh, just a moment and thank our sponsors, but we hope you'll continue with us during the remainder of this interview. We're here with Jeff Jones and we're talking about leadership and we're talking about how to take that leadership and or take that position of being a business owner or a leader in a business and advance forward. We hope you'll stay with us. Follow up. The Follow app is the long-term solution for networking, instantly connecting you to those frequently missed opportunities to find the right referral partner or new client to grow your business. Wisdom Integrators. Are you a business owner and is technology getting in the way of your business? If your computers are slow, your website is horrible, or your business needs more efficiency, then it's time to reach out to Aaron Kozort and Wisdom Integrators. Would you like to be a sponsor? Contact Debbie King at 662-342-6114 for more information. Be sure to share and subscribe for more business resources. Now back to South Haven Business Beat and host Aaron Kozort. We very much appreciate all of our sponsors and we're so glad to have you back as we continue this conversation with Jeff Jones. And we're talking about refining leaders. As we look at this you know, landscape that we're in, in our economy, in our world, we're moving into a period of time, if, if, if history tells us anything, where there's going to be societally more animosity, not less, <laughs> more difficulties, not less. Um, we're in a state, you know, in, in the in the globe where people, there's countries at war. There's a lot of different things happening, uh, and uh, all of that can kind of be a, a floor of stress that everything else is built on top of. As you look at leaders. How do you help leaders uh, focus on what they can change instead of focusing on what they can't change? And, and we go there because 
ultimately at the end of the day, the only thing that they really have control over is how they respond. And you can either respond or you can react. And responding is taking proactive measures to get there and reacting is, I didn't know that was coming. And, And I mentioned me being stressed before we took the break. That's a reaction. If yeah. I'm short with somebody or if, or if my comment, because they don't know what I'm dealing with on the computer or whatever else, and I'm just short in how I respond to somebody, then that creates tension between us that they had nothing to do with. And it was all how I reacted to a situation instead of being prepared to respond to something that was proactive and I was ready for. I knew that was coming. And trying to help those leaders understand that, yes, you know, if you don't have the cash flow coming in, that creates attention for the business. And you may not be in business. You might have to close doors or you might lose that job and go have to find a job somewhere else. But at the end of the day, you can't make a customer walk through your door. You can't make a customer buy something. You can't make a client respond to some type of lead gen that you have out on social media. You can't do those things. You can control that message. Right. You can control what it is that you do. Um, you really don't even have much control over coworkers or employees. Mm-hmm. You know, you can dictate some of those things, but at the end of the day, they're going to behave the way they want to behave and it may, may cause them to lose their job, right. but you know, you have a little bit of influence them over there. So it's helping those leaders recognize not to be stressed on the things they really have no control over. Yeah, absolutely. I have no control over the economy. Mm-hmm. I have no control of, over how an elected official behaves or what roads get paved. Uh, I don't have control of So I can either complain and be frustrated about that or I can just acknowledge, okay, somebody, you know, that's, that's beyond my pay grade. I'm not responsible for that. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean that in a way of, getting out of having to do things that I, I hate people. I, 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 one of my pet peeves is somebody going, that's not my job. Right. You know, if there's a piece of trash on the floor and, and you work here or you're a volunteer here, it's your job, it you is know, just, you good. know, <clears throat> pick, pick it up, you know, kind of thing. Um, but you know, at some point there's things that's not my job. I, I can't control those. So I can either be stressed and allow that to create tension in my life or recognize that's beyond my control. And what, what I can control is how I respond to it and how other people experience me. Absolutely. And so, you know, where I, th- I think you're leading with that is you, you can't always control the circumstances that you're in. You can't always control and, and you won't be able to control all of the environment that you find yourself in, whether that be the economic environment or the sales environment. Or, but what you can control is how you respond and the relationships you build. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the things that I think we see too often in business leaders is they're always looking for the next dollar, but they're not paying attention to the relationship right in front of them. And h- how do you help leaders focus on building those relationships that really matter so that they gain opportunities so that they develop, you know, new avenues and new paths for revenue that wouldn't have existed had the relationship not been focused on. And that's one I really had to do a lot of personal development in because I tend to be so task driven and task focused and not the people focused. Uh, I had a coworker one time that said, you know, uh, I kind of get the bum rap for being a a non-people person, 
But what those people didn't understand is that my focus on the tasks wasn't about the success of the task. It was to create the experience for them. Right. So the ultimate result of my task focus was really about people. And that helped me clarify some of that. Uh, and as the, old, the older that I get and having gone through the, the counseling, the relationship coach, it's really helped me focus more on those relationships and recognizing that that's something I have to personally work at. That's not, some people, it's just natural. They're going to work the crowd. I have to make myself work a crowd and introduce myself to somebody, not because I'm shy, but just it's just something that's not a strength and I right. have to work on it to make right. that happen. But at the same time, I've recognized that those relationships over time are what sustain me and keep me going. And I've caught myself have not having seen uh, uh, another ambassador with the chamber or, or in a while. And I was like, oh, man, I really want to get together with him. I hadn't seen him in a while. You know, right. we need to go grab right. lunch. So I'm finding myself doing that. Um, and what I also try to help. Uh, realtors in particular, but a conversation with somebody earlier today about their business. Um, how can you add value to that person? Mm -hmm. It's not about you getting the deal. It's not about you generating another revenue stream. That stuff may come, but at the end of the day, how can I provide value to that person and help them out? And that's going to be go further a lot long in, in making those relationships lasting relationships. You know, there's there's a lot of principles that exist in both in the business world and and throughout our lives that when we understand them, they lay that path for success. You know, the concept of sowing and reaping. If you don't sow, uh, if you expect to sow and reap tomorrow, <laughs> you're in the wrong business. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you you don't understand how this works. But when you sow those opportunities days, weeks, months, years in advance by investing in other people, by giving to other people, by uh, building those relationships with people, when that opportunity comes, those that ability to reap is there. There's a harvest from that. Uh, but if, if someone is always focused on harvesting and they're never focused on sowing, they're going to have a pretty weak harvest. And, and so getting leaders to remember to look beyond today, to look beyond right now, to look beyond the crisis moment and, and the stress and build the relationships that they need tomorrow and the day after and the year after and a decade down the road. Those are, those are fundamental to being able to be a leader. And, and those relationships are key because, let's face it, if you own your own business, if it's a small business, you own your own business, you are everything. You are the marketing department. You're the development the, the department, uh, managing sales, the accounting. You're, you're all of it. Probably you're not good at every one of those things right. at the same level. There's some of those that you just have a passion for, and it's just... You can do it in your sleep all day long, and it, it, it doesn't drain energy and create stress for you. It releases tension, and it empowers you. It, right. it puts change in your pocket for you because you just enjoy doing that stuff. But you can't do everything, right. and it's going to come out of those relationships with other people mm -hmm. that you can learn to trust them, that you can let them have part of that. And you mentioned the reaping and sowing. As your organization or your business grows, you might just focus on harvesting because that's your strength. Right. Right. But you have a team around you that's doing the planting yes. and doing the cultivating. Yes. And your focus is on this over here instead of the whole thing. And I love gardening and do it all. 
you know, instead of the focusing on just that thing, but you have to have that team around you that you have good communication with, you trust each other, you like each other, mm -hmm. you get along, and you have grace for each other when one of you blows it. Right. And we're not really taught that mm -hmm. in college. We're not taught that necessarily. Hopefully we learn some of that in our home. Um, and that's where coming in with refining leaders, your leadership has value. Mm -hmm. And I talk about it from this perspective of coal in and of itself has value. It can be sold, it can be used to heat stuff, and it can actually be used as a gift in certain articles of clothing at certain times of the year, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. with coal. Yeah. However, when coal goes through a refining process of removing some impurities and adding some new things to it, it can become steel. Mm. So imagine your leadership when you've removed some of the impurities that are holding you back. You've added a few things in, whether that's people, whether that's skills, uh, techniques, whatever it is that you need to add in that we can help you with that. Your leadership is that much stronger and flexible, and it allows you to build that infrastructure to your business needs. And you look at how much of our, uh, the infrastructure of the United States is built around steel. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's huge. Absolutely. And your leadership can become that for your organization. And that could be your family mm -hmm. or a, a volunteer organization that you lead. It could be your business, the company you work for, wherever you have an opportunity to provide leadership and to speak into the lives of other people, we help you refine that leadership so that you can experience the success, whatever that is for you, that you desire and deserve based on what you've put into it. Jeff, as we kind of close up here, uh, tell me just a little bit more about how the chamber has impacted your ability to connect with leaders, but even just the ability to develop leaders here in the community? The chamber's been extremely beneficial to me. I joined the chamber, I guess, uh, in the spring of 2020, <laughs> February of 2020. I made it to the quarterly lunch, and then that was the last event <laughs> because of you know COVID when it came out. So I've been a part of the chamber for a few years now. Uh, because I do work out of an office at home, uh, it is the relationships that I don't get. I've been in an office before with a lot of coworkers and stuff. I don't have that where I'm at now, mm -hmm. uh, working at home, working from an office at home. But it gives me that opportunity, and I actually find myself going, hey, I'm ready to go hang out with some people. Right. You know? And right. the cool thing about the chamber is it's not people all in my same industry. Right. You know, right. When I was working in an office, we were all doing the same thing. So this is people that could be travel agents, insurance agents, uh, uh, leaders in a business that they don't own, a large corporation. It just gives me an opportunity to learn and to connect with them right. and not trying to sell them on what I have, right. but how can I speak into their life? I'm constantly um, saying, hey, I read this the other day, or I listened to this podcast, and I'm mm -hmm. sharing that. And I had people doing that today. I had somebody... Uh, this morning in a conversation that said, hey, I need to get you on some platforms that I'm on because people need to hear about refining leaders. And it's another real estate agent. Right. And uh, it's like, okay, great. I wasn't looking for that. It was just we were having a conversation and and uh, that, that came out of it. So right. the chamber, and that was at a chamber event. So the chamber has been very instrumental in giving me the opportunities to have relationships with folks outside of my industry. Mm -hmm. Some of those I have done business with because of their business or they have come to me for business. 
And that could have been on the real estate side, buying or selling a home, or the business leadership side of helping them move that a little bit faster so that they get better sleep at night. They're able to leave work whatever time they want to leave work, not because they had an emergency pop up that right. they have to jump in and handle that could have been avoided. Right. Um, so it's given me opportunities to help leaders do that. As we close up, uh, what are maybe the first three things that most leaders need to step back and think about and evaluate if they're going to start considering building that foundation of their why? Um, two things I would say is the why and the who, and you mentioned that, the why. Why are you doing what you're doing? If um, some people, their why, they happen to be locked into a, a situation where their why is just to put food on the table and pay the bills. They're not doing a job that they love. They, it's, it's not something they enjoy doing. They would do something different in a heartbeat. There's either for whatever reason they can't get one because of past decisions that they've made don't allow them to move somewhere else. Nothing's available, whatever it may be. You still need a, I think you need a why beyond I've just got to put food on the table. And if that is your only why, I want to help you find a different one. Mm -hmm. Is it because you can add value to your coworkers. Mm -hmm. You can help move the business along a little bit further. You begin to find joy in that job that you have that is just a job, and that's right. all it is for you. How do right. you find joy in that? So who is that why? And then we talked about the relationships, and it's the who. Many leaders, and I'm one of those, uh, entrepreneurs, because uh, I tend to have more time than I have money, when, especially when you're starting out, you know, that's right, the trap that right. we're caught in. So we learn how to do everything. We learn sure. how to run Facebook ads because I can't go pay somebody to manage my social media ads for me. So right. I learn how to navigate all that and do the pixels and all this kind of stuff that you have to figure out. Um, at some point, those leaders need to begin thinking beyond the what to the who. Right. Not what do I need to learn how to do it? Who can do this for me? That's right. So it's trying to help those leaders. What can you give up? What can you afford to outsource to either bring a team member on or a, a contract labor person that, you know, an independent contractor you can bring on to do this? What can you afford to give away so that you can focus over here that's going to move things faster further? Right. And it is hard if you are a solopreneur. Mm -hmm. It is really hard to start committing to a certain amount of money going to a who to accomplish something for you when you're not sure you can actually replace that money. Absolutely. I, I, and I get, you know, why would I hire a coach to come in and help me do this? Right. Or, right. you know, and, and maybe not. Read a book. Uh, most mm -hmm. of the, the podcasts that I listen to, I love Donald Miller, mm -hmm. uh, Business Made Simple, Marketing Made Simple, Story Brand podcasts that are out there. If you take his books, you can basically navigate and do your own, do your own business. But, and I'm not one of theirs. They actually provide uh, uh, mark, uh, business made simple coaches, business coaches, and uh, marketing made simple story brand guides that you can hire to help you navigate that. They give you all the resources on their podcasts, online, and their books. Right. But if you can't navigate that on your own, then they right. can provide you somebody to come alongside you. And that's what this provides. It's, right. you know, you can take any information I put out and you can make your business work. But if you need somebody to come alongside you, kind of help hold you accountable, making sure you're doing it, look ahead and go, hey, you might want to watch out for that over there. That's where you bring in somebody like me or, mm -hmm. or a business coach or a mentor to come in to help you navigate those. But why are you doing what you're doing? 
So at the end of the day, and when I mean the end of the day, the long day, mm-hmm. when you're retired, when you're sitting on the back porch just rocking or whatever it is you're doing, you can go, well, good job, well done. Mm-hmm. You know, what was it for you that was success? And who do you need to bring along with you so that you can focus on just what you do best? Jeff, it's been a pleasure. Thanks, We Aaron. look forward to seeing you again. Thank you for joining us for South Haven Business Beat. We hope that we've helped you understand a little bit more about leadership and opportunities to grow as a leader and grow as a business owner or in whatever entity you're in. We hope you will take advantage of uh, contacting Jeff and getting more knowledge and information about how you can develop as a leader. This has been South Haven Business Beat. I'm Aaron Cosworth. Thank you for joining us. Please visit www.southhavenbusinessbeat.com for more episodes. We would like to thank the following sponsor, Pure Focus Media. Have an event coming up? Let us capture all the moments that will create memories that will last a lifetime with our professional photographer and videographer. Also announcing our new digital selfie photo booth. Book with us today. This podcast is brought to you by the South Haven Chamber of Commerce. We know relationships create commerce. Want to join the South Haven Chamber? Visit www.southhavenchamber.com. Be sure to share and subscribe. Thanks for watching.